This that feeling like we on the block Where we chop it up and just be cutting up a lot Nothing's off the record, nothing's taboo This is real life talk from three solid dudes From gaming, sports, music, and business We go all in on topics that's trending We just put a little twist on it And hip you to the game while giving you street knowledge Scar Lou, keep it a buck And Cool Dave, there's nobody cooler than us We three guys, we stay live, no faking us Unique takes and perspectives, that is a must uh. So come and join the wave When you tap in, you're sure to be entertained uh. The realest podcast in the game What can we say, we got it made uh. What can we say, we got it made uh. What can we say, we got it made uh. used to getting a cut every week, you know what I'm saying? So my thing was, tell my moms, you know, give me a pair of clippers, let me try to do my own thing. So it started off like that, just me just buzzing my haircut, you know, myself, and doing it, using my brother as a guinea pig. So it started from there, you know what I'm saying? And then obviously I moved back to the States, and things just progressed from there, you know what I mean? So that's, that's pretty much where it started for me. What's, the, what's your favorite cut you like to perform? Like, Well, I, I do a lot of cuts, but... If I had to narrow it down, I, I would say my beard work is, is, is you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm well known for my, my beard work. Okay, cool, cool. That's mm-hmm. what's up. Okay. And uh, Zeus. Zeus. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, for you, what was, your, like, what was your favorite haircut? Like? <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm more into like the fades and everything. I like the fades. Ooh. I feel like my fades are like real well blended. Um, I like, but, but see, then again, I like to do all types of haircuts. So, I mean, one, one haircut that really taught me how to kind of build a platform for myself was uh, fades because, you know, I got five brothers. Um, my mom used to cut their hair when they were little. I had to fix it. So I go in there and do what I do. But uh, they all got fades. So it was like something that I just continued to do. And um, after a while, I'm like, damn, I'm nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, not, not, not to sound like, you know what I'm saying? Perfecting like, the craft, man. That's what yeah, I perfected about. the craft. And, um, you know, it just, I felt like that was, like, that was my, my blessing, like, like, being able to fade and, like, the details and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. So, I got a question for y'all, because, um, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm from New York, for, if y'all didn't know, if I didn't tell y'all. Okay. Um, and, and I'm used to a lot of barbers being in the same general area with a lot of competition around. So... And I understand that y'all used to work together and, you know, I'm glad to see that the misconception is not always true as far as barbers hating on other barbers or other people trying to perfect their craft. So as far as y'all coming up, is there anybody else that y'all worked with that y'all seen bloom and grow into other opportunities, including yourselves, with what it took to actually get to owning a shop? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I worked around a lot of barbers, man. I, like I said, I, I live in Lancaster right now. So I started down there, um, after I moved back from Puerto Rico and then, you know, I moved to York and I was running another gentleman's shop, um, uh, who's next to shout out to, uh, flock on that one. Um, he, 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 he gave me a, a, a stepping stone if you will. And, uh, when he closed that down, you know, I was, I was blessed and able to open up my own shop. Uh, obviously with TJ Rice um, as my partner, Next Level. Um, so uh, just the people that I work with on a day-to-day basis over the years, like I said, we're going on year nine now. So I had a lot of barbers come in and out, you know, um, whether they be um, apprentices, 
coming through my shop or just people asking general or just people that work there, you know what I mean, from time to time. So um, it's one of those uh, crafts where you got to stick to it. So it's one of those things. It's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So some people might come in and they have high aspirations for something, but they not focused on the craft. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they cool with making $20 and, and jetting for the day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not really what you want to do if you're trying to be using this as a catapult to, for, for your career, which right. you can't. You right. know what I'm saying? You guys take students as well? Uh, yeah. Yep. So you guys are licensed? Mm-hmm. And- we are licensed for that, yeah. That's dope. Yep. Dope. And we know an- another barber that does that, uh, Kev from War to Cut. Yep. Kev, yep. He, he's Shout put, out to Kev. Shout out, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Kev, man. He's put a, a lot of people on and um, a lot of kids come out of his school and they do great things. Yeah. Coming into that, though, um, what's something you could tell these kids coming up now that uh, that you would have wished you did back in the day coming up in school? They put more time in. Is there like a, a longer a longer amount of time you can go to school and learn more things? Or I know kids are rushing to get out there. They do the minimum time that they can and they want to be in a barbershop right away. I would say, um, first of all, you know, uh, Pennsylvania State, you know, uh, licenses, you have to perform 1250. You know, that's the hours you got to put in as an apprenticeship to 1250 like, hours. Okay. 1,250 hours. Yeah. Like, What's that, nine months? I think it's like, it's, it's approximately it's, it's nine months. Like nine months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have yeah. to do it within a certain period of time? You don't have to do it within a certain period of time, but you can't advance. Uh, meaning you can't take your barber exams. Right. So you got to be able to put that time in, clocked, sent through the state, you know, every quarter. Now that's how they're doing it. Yeah, um, quarterly, yeah. Every, every quarter you got to submit the hours for that individual mm-hmm. for them to, you know what I mean, even apply for a temporary license so, and to be able to take yeah. your state boards. So basically what I would say is, you know, take all the advice that you can from people that have been doing it for a while. Um, even myself personally, I've been doing it for over 25 years, but I could look at somebody that's just starting and use something that they do. You know what I'm saying? Because the craft is what you make it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So everybody that does it, I could pick and choose something from that individual and apply it to what I do. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things that it's, it's, you, you always should be learning something. Right. You know what I'm saying? I keep myself humble like that because I know there's people that's way past me. You know what I'm saying? As far as skill wise. Right. You know what I mean? So I stay humble knowing that somebody's always gonna be doing right. something. Iron sharp and iron, you know what I mean? Exactly. So that's yep. that's how it is. You gotta kinda as you go, you learning from from everything that you're seeing, yep. perfecting it in your own way and putting it into your own style. So that's that's dope. People sleep on barbers too, man. They don't understand. We look at y'all like like y'all artists. Because the fact is, I mean, y'all, there's a lot of people looking crazy out here. They walk into a barbershop, man. Y'all make them look like into like a Zeus introduced me to the whole. I mean, you put that that dye shit in my hair. Yeah, yeah, yup, yup. I was like, God damn, like my <laughs> shit looks sharp, son. They thought he was a model. After that. I was like, yeah, I was going. I I came. I think. A matter of fact, I think it was a. Uh, it might have been my mom's funeral that I came to, and uh, you you gave me the cut and you and you put the dye in for the first. That's the first time I experienced that. And I'm like, God damn, I kind of want to do this. Every time I come get a cut now, that was that was dope. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's always a, a way to learn, like especially like with barbering, because there's so many different ways you can you can go, mm-hmm. so many different avenues you can take. You know, like a lot of barbers are like real good with design. Some barbers are good with like just a regular traditional haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, 
people are doing like the hair waxing now, like they with the gluing the hair on. What, what, what is that? Is the pigmentation is that like the? Oh, they, they, yeah, that's SMP. SMP uh, scalp micropigmentation is. Uh, it seems like a lot. Like like a lot of barbershops are advancing into like facials and shit. Yeah, now. it's like, a lot of different. Yeah, there's a lot of different avenues, like Zeus said. You know, there's there's a lot of different ways that you could get money in this craft you know what i'm saying what's your what's the success rate for like a student barber because it seems like all the barbers that i know i've seen forever like zeus has been in the game a long time obviously you've been in the game a long time so i've seen most of the barbers i see now are barbers that i've seen around for a long time when you have these students coming to your barbershop what's the success rate on students that are actually going to follow through and, and keep doing it afterwards I think it's up to the individual, honestly. Like I said, it's not for everybody, bro. You know what I'm saying? So you could put, you could go through all your training. You could go through all your education. You could be out in the field for a year, two years, and you'd be like, you know what? This ain't for me. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, like I said, like, as part of this craft, you, you meet people. You got to interact with people. If you're the type of person that don't like to interact with people and you don't talk too much or you're reserved, right. you know what I'm saying? It might be harder for you to gain more clients. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, it's up to that individual to to, to take that step to to be what they want to be. Now, I, I think there there is a lot of a lot of youth out there that really want to become barbers, but some of them get to thinking like, what am I gonna do twenty years from now when I can't mm-hmm. cut hair? So right, is right. there like a financial plan that y'all put together? You got Absolutely. you gotta have a plan, Absolutely. man. For sure, everybody gotta have a plan, man. No matter what you no, do, but no um, kind of pension for a barber. You feel like me? for me, like, for example, you know, I I'm in stocks. Um, I invested in opening other companies. Mm-hmm. I have a cleaning business. You know, I have a, a salon. I have a, a food truck coming up. Word, um, word. So by by doing this, it it allowed me to you know venture out, you know, in different in different areas. That I might not even be familiar with, but I'm I know now that I could take some risk, you know what I'm saying? Because I could always come back to this no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Something to fall back. Yeah, it's always something to fall back on, you know what I'm saying? And it treated me good throughout my life. So I respect the craft like that. You know what I mean? And sooner or later when you decide to hang it up, you always know you have a I feel like also, uh I feel like also as being a barber, you gotta know how to save money too. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, you're coming up in the game, you're making, you know, some good money. You want to go spend it right away. You got to know how to stack that because, you know, eventually you do want to retire. I don't, I don't see myself kind of uh, behind a chair after I'm a certain age. So I'm sure everybody should have like a, a certain age where they're like, I'm done cutting hair. Right. I created all these things for myself and I'm going to go ahead and go get that. Time to get. And, um, I need some, man. You know, but that, that's pretty much how I see that, man. But shout out to Chino, though, with, with the, uh, all his uh, success with like, the companies and all that. Yeah, that's what's um, up. Cause you could always keep the barbershop open too. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. could always. It's good to see people grow. Like I, when, I, when I first worked with Chino, it wasn't he wasn't doing everything. Everything he's doing now. So, um, just seeing people elevate makes me happy. I mean, for the most part. Yeah, that's what's up. And 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 something I wanted to ask too. So like, obviously now you know there's a lot of different things in the in the barber game, and and it's kind of sometimes blended. I want to say kind of like with a spa situation. So, so when you when people are doing that and expanding these services, are they really doing it because they just trying to stay competitive, or y'all, or some of the people really getting into it because they just trying to, you know, stay competitive with what other shops might be doing, or or you know, just to. I mean, I I can see that. I mean, um, it's just it's another way to make more money. You know what I mean? Like, right. if I could say, hey, look, Tuesdays might be a slow day in my shop, for example. So I said, all right, you know, I offer a men's facial. A lot of people don't don't even know that we offer that service, right? 
But I said, all right, come in for a men's facial. I, I charge usually $25 for that particular service. But if you come in on a Tuesday between this time and this time, I'll give you that service for $10. Mm-hmm. The same service, but because you came at this time, mm-hmm. I'll give you this deal. So now I can introduce you to that service. And now you coming back to me like, oh, that felt, that need felt that. amazing. Right, I need right, that. Right, that's right, part right. of my... I need that now. You know what I'm saying? So now that's another way, another avenue that I could tell a, a, a young person coming up, these are things that you could add on to what you already normally do to make more money. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like just kind of hair, I feel like it has to be more than that. Like it can't just be just kind of hair. But um, to, to, to elaborate on what you just said about the, you know, competitive and everything like that, I feel like every barber has his own like unique way. So um, next level, I used to work, shout out to next level. Um, I feel like we did things like we took things up a notch, like with the hair dye and like, you know, stuff like that. Like it was introduced to us and then we did what we did with it. And then people, you know, they, they came in the shop like, y'all, I want that. I want that dye. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people started getting to that, to that point where they were asking for that. And uh, shout out to Chino. He's, he's real good with the dye. You know, um, game definitely his, his dye game is crazy. But um, I feel like I feel like every shop has his own like special, unique. Wait, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how I feel. Like so, I mean, just 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 me um, saying something on that topic is for me personally. I don't look at other shops as competition, bro. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Because it don't matter. You know, my man Zeus was working in my shop for whatever amount of years four four or five years, four, something four, like yeah, that. Four right? And a half, yep. Now he branched off and he's doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily competition because if my book is filled. And everybody that's working in my shop, their book is filled. I can't get nobody. Right. So my objective is to give that individual a place to get a cut, to get service, whatever it is that they might need, right? Pay it forward. So, Pay it forward. So I could be much, like, right? yo, go check my man Zeus out. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? It's that easy. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I said the misconception is that barbers hate on other barbers. Right. You know which, but it does it, happen. It does maybe, happen. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Listen, maybe it does. It does happen. At the yeah. end of the day, you can't be mad at me. I do exactly what you do. Word right, up. Right, right. You we, see what I'm saying? Things, yeah, exactly. What, what, what's there to hate? I feel like I feel like that's one thing that, that I always used to step back and just look at. Like, man, like, this is my career. You know, in my career, obviously, I got a passion for what I do. Like, I don't just cut for the money. I do it for the passion, you know. But my, I feel like, I don't know, man, it's just like, I feel like a lot of barbers are like for themselves, and that, and it shouldn't be like that. Like we all should grind it together. Um, we all should have like a, a like a set price. Like I, this shop's doing haircuts for twenty dollars. I'm like, that's kind of throwing me off a little bit because my cuts a little more expensive. Mm. But we all need to be on the same page. But there's a lot of hate. Like I hear it all the time. You know, oh this barber's this, he does that. He got dirty razors. You know, you heard you heard that before. Yeah. But uh, that's one thing that I always step back and be like, why why am I doing this? Like we. Where did Barbara Love at? Where's Where's the people coming together trying to do s- stuff and be successful as a, as a unit? Especially if we all in the same city, why are we hating on each other? Let's all get on the same page so we can move forward. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's no reason to hate. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it, it's, it happens it's, a lot. It's, it's like, plentiful amount of clients. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. Everybody needs a haircut. Like you, I could be like, yeah, I got my own clients, but it ain't my clients. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying they got a choice where they want to go. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, they don't belong to me. Right, right. You know what I mean? So why if listen, if my book is full and you trying to get in, I don't have no problem passing that off to the next man. Word. I mean, as simple as that. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna feed my shop first because that's my of course. that's my that's my home territory, right? Foundation. But if beyond that, if they book, which it happens all the time, we'll check 
go check Devon Cuts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now that go, go down the street over here, you know what I'm saying? Right. Go down the block over here. I don't I don't pay attention to nobody else because it's irrelevant to what's going on in my shop. Yeah. So I don't got time to hate on the next individual. That's just me. You know what I'm right. saying? I'd rather help you than try to hurt you because it, it don't make no sense for me to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? In fact, I'm beyond that part in my career that I don't even need to put that type of negative energy out there. You mm-hmm. feel me? I'd rather keep it positive. Right. Because I tell you right now, YC is crazy, man. Yeah, the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the energy out here, bro, is is wild, and and the young boys need to come up, and they need to have aspirations and and be able to do something. So if barbering is something that they feel passionate about to get them up out the way, then you know what I'm saying. I I encourage that that individual to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good to hear you say that because I you you walk into a barber shop and you'll be sitting there two hours. I mean, if I, instead mm. of somebody sending someone to the barber shop down the street, yeah. they'll let you sit there for two hours and. Nobody wants to go strolling around the city looking for somewhere right. to cut their hair. And then, and then you don't trust a lot of people, too. You get all that dirty talk about barbers, and mm. it's hard to trust other barbers when you hear negative energy. You hear it, bro. You I know feel what I'm like saying? I feel, I feel like that's everywhere, though. It's not just York. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that's for anything, man. Like, there's always that person that wants to, wants to put the other person down. But it's like, it shouldn't be like that, man. Like All the time. Wave ain't, ain't, ain't the wave at all. It ain't just barbering. It's, it's, it's everywhere. So I'm saying it's, it's different, different areas too. But um, but it is crazy in York though. You're right about that, man. But sh- shout out to York, man. That's my hometown, man. So regardless, hey. I'm gonna ride out for the city and I'm gonna get these kids. I mean, like if you're young and you're trying to, you know, become a barber, man, it, it, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do anything you put your mind into. A lot of people make it seem like it's really hard. Um, it is hard. It takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication. But if you know, if you put your mind into it, you give it your all, bro. Like you're gonna be successful. That's really that's really what it's about, man. Getting getting the youth and um you know the younger kids that, that looks up to us. We all like people that look up to us mm. like mentors, you know. Um, so it's our responsibility to be role models and um <clears throat> you know set them right. Shout out to Kevin too. Kevin got the school down here. I wrote a cut. Yeah, yes. See, you know he, he does pretty good oh with God. his uh his uh his students. So um I feel, like I said I respect him for that, and um you know eventually hopefully I can position myself to be able to get a school and like. You know, put put kids on the right track to be successful at you know cutting hair and stuff like that. So that's what's up. So with with that being said, as far as you know, worrying about the youth and and worrying about how they come up and the community and you know how things should be somewhat together. Um, is there anything specifically that any of y'all do with y'all shops, like for the community as far as events, oh, yeah. anything? Yeah, like that? I, absolutely. Me, me personally, like um. I just opened up the shop a year ago, so right now I'm in the process of uh, working on working on giving back to the community. However, I do do uh, school cuts, like back to school cuts. I do that for the community. I feel like you know, blessing the community is always it's always a blessing, bro. Like I try to pay forward. Um, so like right now, like I said, I'm in the early stages of of my of divine cuts. Um, and it's you know, eventually I definitely want to want to you know host events that could benefit the community and and stuff like that. So I'll let Chino. I know Chino. Does some stuff. Yeah, we on the lines. We we that. always do the back to school. You know, cuts for the kids. Um, we've given out you know, school supplies, book bags, stuff like that. You know, to give back to the community. Um, you know, next level has changed the uh, Penn Park. You know, we we did the the basketball courts up there, put new uh, rims and backboards up there for them. Um, shout out to TJ Rice and everybody okay, that's else. That's dope. That, I didn't even know that. Yeah, if you go up there, you're gonna see next level over everything. You know what I'm saying? But there's a, a lot of other sponsors that, you know, took, you know, took part in that 
situation was doing to help that us for out. a while, right? He had the fadeaway, then he had the fadeaway backboard that at Penn Park I, I, at one I'm, point. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I you just said, know he said Jers. Yeah, I thought he had the fadeaway uh, backboards at Penn Park at one point. I'm pretty sure. Shout out to Jers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I do know next level. Like you said, you got, they got the stuff out there. They uh. I think what, what did you guys exactly do? You know, was it you guys uh helped help, help, uh, renovate it? Or yeah, we basically it okay. renovated Penn Park. Um, the basketball courts. We we you know got somebody a sponsor to uh pave out the new courts. Um, right. you know we was up there painting and uh you know put the new backboards and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, water fountains. You know what I'm saying. Um, actually, uh, TJ and and another uh, uh dude, Rich, they working on a project to uh, put an outdoor gym. Not the Rich. An outdoor gym out there, um, you know, for the community. You know what I mean? So, you know, you can take your talents, man. You can you can take it and do it whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? So, it's always good to give back to the city that's doing stuff. For you, you know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all got y'all got a lot of success, but y'all ever hit a brick wall and go like, yo, this is it? Like, I gotta find something else to do. I, f- I feel like I feel like when, when you say brick wall, to me that sounds like it's the end of it. Well, it's, yeah. So it, I, I I can't say I hit a brick wall yet because I, I I'm going through that wall. Yeah. Zeus got a lot to give, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pause. Yeah, so like <clears throat> me personally, man, like like apart from being away from your family, you know, I got kids and everything. And uh, apart being away from, you know, them, you know, that that does hurt a little bit, you know, because it's like you're you're putting in work at the barbershop. Mm-hmm. You gotta be available for your clientele. So, I mean, apart from that, man, I mean, like, I feel like as far as hitting the wall, I haven't come to that yet. And I hope I've never come to that, because that that's not how I feel about my passion, what I do, my craft, like I, I look, I look at my passion and like my craft, like on a different level. Like I love what I do. Like I wake up, I, I do it. You know, I change, change people's faces and make people happy, bro. And it's about that smile when they walk out that door. Right. So you know, I feel like that keeps me going. Like so, but um, yeah. So I, I, mean, I, I can't say that I hit a brick wall, but um, I'll let you know elaborate on how you feel about. Yeah, I don't look at it um, necessarily as a brick wall, but you know, uh, physically, you know, you, you get you get to a point where you you feel like you don't want to, you know what I mean, put your body through that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just that's just the way life is, right? You 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 going you going fall back because you, you know what I'm saying you get older. You know what I'm saying you it's same same thing in sports. You know, you playing a sport as a young boy, you you running all over the field all crazy. Mm-hmm. You take me on the, on the field right now, and you know what I'm saying I'm gonna be winded. It's just what it is, you know. What I'm play saying? flag football too, right? Both of y'all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Flag football. Yeah, I, I mean, shout out to shout the out zombies. To the bees. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to my man Court, man. That's my guy. And I was, yeah, I was yeah. talking to him yesterday, and he's like, uh, he said, yeah, he said, I, yeah, I, I was talking to uh, my boy Chino, and he, and he brought up being on a podcast. I ain't know that was y'all shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, shout out to Court. That's my guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we looking for the four Pete, by the way. Oh shit! <laughs> just, just, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Nah, y'all nice, man. Y'all, y'all play back here. And, I yep. take my son over there to watch y'all play all the time. What's up? I know y'all y'all seen the flyer and uh, y'all know we got a special guest calling in. Um, okay. Someone y'all both know. Uh, someone you know for sure. Okay. For sure you know him too. But uh, it's a it's a special guest and real successful barber. Um, he's done a lot. He's he's been through a lot, and he's actually grown to the point where he's not. He ain't gotta be. He's local without being local. So my man Scar gonna handle that and uh he gonna bring him in in a minute. All right. You? Yo yo. Who that? Is that Jers? Yes, sir. What's happening? What's good, Jers? How you feeling? 
chilling, man, chilling. So I want to introduce my man. You know, successful barber, amazing backstory, amazing person that give back to the community. Did his thing from city to city. Went from one place to another, opening shops, chasing his endeavors, and being as successful as possible. I want to introduce my man, Jerz the Barber. Hey, you. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for having me. Yo, you already know, man. So we've been in here. We've been talking. Uh, you know, we had a couple questions uh, about community and, and barbers showing love to other barbers. Um, so something I wanted to start off and ask you was, do you feel like there's a misconception as far as barbers um, hating on other barbers or barbers helping other barbers? Um, hating on other barbers. Let's let's start with that first question. Um, you know, a hater's gonna be a hater, man. Instead of instead of learning from what you see uh, a successful barber doing. You should uh, pick up some traits and 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 do what they're doing. You know, everybody wants to have that golden ticket as far as being expensive or having a luxurious lifestyle, but they're not willing to put in that work. So instead of like judging and shit like that, they should just pick up a. They should just watch instead of hating. You know, just watch, just watch. Sometimes, sometimes you can gather information on how a person moves without even talking to them. You know. If they see if they see I'm at work on time all the time and I'm first one in, last one out, well, that's step one of being successful, you know. Right. Um, so success is always in the consistency. Um, and then uh, as far as the the second part of the question, what was that again? So just the misconception of how barbers perceive usually other barbers, um, whether it be helping one another or kicking each other while you're down? All right. Well, that part is very important to me because um, the shop is only as good as the weakest link, you know. Um, me owning a barbershop my second year into barbering, as I as I entered my second year uh, into barbering, I was uh, I was um, part ownership with at Beatty's Barbershop, and that's where I had the pleasure of meeting Zeus. Um, you know, and um, so me and Zeus had worked together when he when he had just first started. We were pretty much um, young in the game. We were we were we were newbies in the game, pretty much. Um, so as far as uh, helping each other out, man, like being a shop owner, you know, like we all we we all start cutting here underneath someone else's name. So me as a shop owner, everybody who I, who I have working for me i i always try to get their skill level up um nobody wants to be the cause of that bad review under my name you know like even though everyone's pretty much their own independent contractor um you know the the customers they don't they don't look at it that way you know they they're going either to uh let's just say uh next level next level Yes, it's Chino and TJ's, but you know there might be four of the barbers working there, so they they're not going to individual barbers. They're going to next level, and if and if their uh, and if their haircuts ain't up to par to Chino's and TJ's, I'm pretty sure they're gonna work with that barber to build them up, to get them into the right um, state of mind as far as like what haircuts are acceptable and stuff like that. So that's what I try to do for my barbers as well. I try to um, build them up. 
Um, yeah. But not only my barbers, you know, like a uh, a closed mouth don't get fed, you know. Um, there's a lot of things that, like, I was, uh, I didn't know. And, you know, I, w- I would be sometimes ashamed or afraid to ask someone who didn't know, you know, but that's something that we have to get over. And uh, if, if you want the information, you're going you're gonna to have to ask. Yeah. So as you, as you grow, you learn that asking questions is never a bad thing. Nah, yeah, yeah, man. I, I got, I got, um, 15 going on 16 years in the game. And, um, I, I continue to tell my guys that I'm still a student, um, just to be a sponge and to absorb, to absorb information. You know, the trends, the trends change There's, you know, like, when uh, color enhancements first came out, I was completely against them, you know. Uh, so the who's next came to York. Uh, even though some people were doing color enhancements, but not a lot. Like Rhonda was doing it with, with, with the Beijing. She had that on, on lock. Um, Al from um, World of Cuts, he was using the pencil, by the way, he's a Philly. Um, you know, so, so there was people doing it, but not doing it as big as when who's next came. And Chino was a part of that. So I, I was completely against it. I was completely against it. But then, you know, that's the trend you had to pick up. So now I'm on the same wave, you know. I've been on the same wave. Word. And it's funny that you say that because we actually spoke about that earlier, about how the craft changes. And even though all of y'all obviously have a lot of time in, in this game, um, you know, there's different skill sets that, you know, different people bring into the table every single day. And the fact that y'all have been in the game so long and still learning is amazing to me. Um, and another thing we kind of touched on a little bit before we got you on the call was we were we were talking about brick walls. And I kind of want to understand, um, as a brick and mortar shop and owning a business, um, you know, obviously the whole world kind of hit a brick wall 2020, right? Where everything was shut down due to this shit we call COVID. So I want to know for y'all as shop owners and being independent, how did that affect y'all and how did y'all manage to get through it? Um, it affected me a little bit, not a lot. I was I was one of the few barbers who, who, uh, who ended up. Um, I I did get another job. I I started working at this uh, warehouse for like the first two months of it, and 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 thinking it was gonna get back. So. And then when when it didn't get back, I was like, okay, nah, fuck this. I'm not working for 15, 16, 17 dollars an hour. Like, you know, like there's no way. And and um, what I ended up doing was I, I ended up uh, building a barbershop in the back of my house uh, um, in, in the uh, sunroom I had. And um, I was still cutting. Not only was I still cutting, I was um I also uh raised the price. I was charging uh I believe fifty dollars a haircut at the time. At the time in the barbershop I was cutting for thirty, thirty-five. So so but so COVID helped me out in many different ways, you know. Um me being the only person that I thought at the time was taking a risk. And people were so willing to pay fifty because they were in desperate need. So that that opened my eyes up a lot as far as like, okay, if these people are paying fifty now, they could pay fifty when we open up the shop again. 
you know, and and um and of course the quality got to be there. You got to do more. You want more, you got to do more, you know. But uh, it didn't really. I would say it didn't have an effect on me. It helped me. It helped. It helped me uh, more business wise because at times, at times we're scared to go up on price because we're scared to lose customers, and I, and it actually helped me gain more customers. That's what's up. That's what's up. And for y'all, how did that go up? How did so, that affect um, you? It really didn't. It really didn't have like a <clears throat> negative effect on me, honestly. I mean, uh, for me, it did set us down. You know what I'm saying? It did set us down. But I think what it did for me personally was it made me more aware, you know what I'm saying, that you got to be prepared for, for certain things that you don't, you, you, can't see, you can't see that coming to you. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knew. I came back from a trip from Jamaica with my lady, right? And then two months later, boom, you, I'm shut down. World shut down. Everybody, everybody shut down. You Everything. can't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So um, now that we back open and we, you know, we, we out here getting money now again, um, I'm just more cautious. You know what I'm saying? I'm aware more of my surroundings and what's going on. So it put it in perspective to me to put myself in a better position while, I, while yes, everything sir. is good. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So that, that's the one thing that I, I think I took, uh, you know, about that situation yeah i kind of feel i kind of feel the same way to touch on what chino was saying <clears throat> excuse me so when it first closed down i was i was in complete shock because you know i'm a regular barber you know i'm under a different um owner you know in a different establishment so um at that point it kind of made me realize like i got to do something for myself you know because i have no control on what what goes on you know i'm just a barber here so you know it definitely threw me off a little bit <clears throat> but um it may, you know, help me think, you know, more clear and uh, set me up for success, you know, because I'm doing my own thing now. And, you know, it's there's no better feeling to, than to be able to move freely, you know, and, and stuff like that. So um, definitely, definitely affected me in a lot of different ways. But um, I can definitely say that I learned from it. So, you know, apart from people getting sick and dying, you know, that's a horrible thing. But um, apart from that, I learned, you know, that you got to be ready for a rainy day. At any given time, you know, a rainy day can happen. And if you ain't got the umbrellas out, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be some stuff. So but um for the most part, definitely dropped me down. I bounced back. I'm back stronger than ever. Um and I feel like sky's the limit, bro. I'm just gonna just move forward and, you know, take every every measure to make sure that when this does if it does happen again, that I'll be prepared for it. Good way to see it. Word. And I'm glad to hear that because Obviously, as y'all know, between a lot of other businesses, some of them was was unfortunate and they didn't make it through this whole pandemic, right? So, so it's good to see people that that was able to thrive through that and and push through that obstacle and still be successful. Absolutely, bro. that's a fact for sure. Now, with with all three of y'all being uh, successful business owners, what's your uh, pros and cons on owning a barbershop versus working under someone in a barbershop? Um, so I feel like from from a, a business owner and from a regular barber, there's different set of things that you need to know. Obviously, um, things get a little more complicated when you become an owner because of the stuff that, you know, you have to do to make sure that your establishment is successful. 
um, when you're a barber, it, sh it should be required for you to have the same type of energy because you're working under someone. But, you know, being a barber, you're only going to affect yourself. I mean, you can affect the shop in certain areas, but for the most part, you're going to affect yourself. So, you know, for me, it's more like being a barber owner gives me kind of like that, that peace of mind, knowing that if I need to arrange something, I need to figure something out, I can kind of take it in my own hands and, and do what I got to do. Um, opposed from being a barber and, you know, obviously taking it up to, you know, the respected owner at that barber shop. But um, for me, it's like, you know, it feels better to be an owner. I feel like I can be more influential to the upcoming barbers. And um, obviously I'm seeing more money, obviously, but that's that's really not the main thing. I mean, I, like I said, I like to see people leave the barbershop happy and and um, makes me feel good, man. So, but for me, it's like being an owner, it's like a, a different level. You know, it's a, a different level. Um, more responsibility for sure. But uh, it, to me, it's the same thing though. I mean, it's almost like you're an owner, but you're still a barber. You still have to perform those haircuts. You still got to be on time. You still got to clean after yourself. Like it, it's just, it all just comes together. So, I mean, that's, that's my take on that. Yeah, I, I agree with Zeus. I think it's, um, it's just the responsibility levels is different, you know, um, from being an individual just paying booth rent, you know, all you got to worry about is paying booth rent, you know what I mean? And staying up to state code, as long as you remain state code, which any shop that you in should be holding you to those standards anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So just the responsibility level is going to change for you when you're an owner, um, obviously, because you got to handle more things, but um, you got to wear more hats, you know what I mean? As, as far as the game, you know, you're not just cutting. So now you're worried about everybody else in your shop. You want to make sure everybody else is doing the, the right thing so that way, you know, when the state comes in and, and they start handing out fines, I guarantee you the owner's going to catch one too just because the person they got in there renting out their station ain't, ain't 100 or whatever they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So that's a, that's a direct um, reflection of the owner. You know what I mean? So, again, you know, responsibility levels are going to change for you. You know what I mean? What's your take on that, Jers? Um, They both hit the nail in the coffin. Like everything everything that they said was 100%. Um, Chino, Chino said you have to have like many hats you know <laughs> like some of the uh a lot of the people that i had had in my shop you know you know like i kind of had to build them you know like <laughs> so so it's like uh i had about maybe three or four people um un under my apprenticeship uh, basically no no license i had to teach them i had to teach them everything not only to cut hair but teach them how to keep the stations clean teach them how to uh, teach them all the laws um everything you know uh, uh uh just constantly building the barber up um making making sure not only the shop appearance but you know like the the rest of the barbers in the shop is somewhat a reflection of you as well you know like no no matter what if a barber is letting out a mediocre haircut a good a good owner is not going to let the haircut leave the shop. He's gonna say, "Yo, sit sit him back down real quick, get in and touch this," you know. Or if like me, me personally, if I see a haircut that's mediocre and I, and I and I got that barber getting ready to dust them off, he's open up that that neck, the uh, the uh, neck cape real quick, you know. I might I might shoot him a quick test, but like, "Yo, uh, get in and check that phone real quick. Y'all just say something real quick, get." And like I won't shout him out. I'll, out loud, it's like yo, man, hairline's crooked, or yo, you got a fade line or something. But 
in that text message, you're going to see something like, yo, check your haircut, look at the mirror. I think you have a fade line. Go ahead and check that out. So, so like, you're, you're like, you're cutting hair, you're taking care of your customers. You make it, you, you, you have to overlook the other barber stations to make sure they're clean. Uh, you have to make sure the haircuts are coming out, that they're up to par. Um, you have to somewhere, I, I mean, this, this should be guaranteed a normal thing as a professional image, but if barbers are here having pants down to the ass, you know what I'm saying? You gotta ask them, yo, pick your pants up. Can't be coming in smelling <laughs> like these. Like, so, those, are, those are all the normal things that a person should hold themselves accountable for. But, you know, sometimes they want to blow a tree before they come to work. And guess what? They bring the whole lingering uh, pound alive with them. You know what I'm saying? But, yo, man, go, go outside and spray yourself down. You know, like. I definitely agree with should, the jurors. Something should be common sense. <clears throat> But it's not, bro. And as an owner, sometimes you have to have some tough talks with those barbers. You know, you have to pull them aside and 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 uh, talk to them. Post them. And as far as like having like just the booth rent, you know, like when I came to Florida, um, I kind of doubted myself. I'm honestly, honestly speaking, I kind of doubted myself, man. I was looking forward to um pay booth rent. I didn't want to own a shop. I dealt with a lot of headaches in New York. You know. Dealing with some of the people over there, you know, just just the the strive and the drive wasn't there. As much as I wanted them to have the strive and the drive, I want them to love my business as much as I loved it, and that was the first thing I did wrong. Um, you know, so I felt like I dealt with a lot of headaches. I didn't want ownership anymore. I came over here. I started working for um for Fade Junkies over here in uh in uh Tampa. Um, that didn't work out. I left there. Like you know, I, I felt like I, I just it just wasn't a good fit. It was a great barbershop, just wasn't a good fit for me. Uh, decided to go work in another one. It was the same thing. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm maybe I'm meant to own. You know, and I, and the minute I ended up buying one over here, and I just it just took off running. It's everything I wanted. So um, I'm still dealing with some shit over here, but I'm also coaching. Um, some people over here, so still building, building the shop up, building the brand. Um, you know, just ownership and ownership and 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 and, uh, and booth rent is kind of completely different, man. But, you know, but everybody on booth rent is 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 supposed to be their own boss, you know. But with some with some common shop rules, you know. Now, uh, a personal question for me. I'm real uh, particular on where my son gets a haircut. I know kids are hard to deal with. Um, my son, my oldest son's autistic. Um, Juice knows. Yeah. How, how do y'all secure a parent's mind and, and knowing that their kids are being taken care of while, while they're getting this haircut, especially with a child with special needs? I know that's got to be a difficult haircut for anybody, um, for any barber to handle. They don't sit still and... um. How can y'all secure the parents' mind and 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 put their mind at ease, saying this barber has my child and I could trust them? I feel like I, it's. I, the, oh, go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, um, I I can answer that. I have. Um, first and foremost, um, you know, like every kid has to be, uh, how do you say, approached differently. You know, you have the kids that need the lollipop or the cheese curls. You have the kids who needs a cell phone. You have the kid who um, wants to hold mommy's hand. 
And then you have also the the uh, autistic kids and stuff who have, you know, sensory issues and, and, and stuff like that. You know, um, if it's my first time cutting them and the parent comes in, you know, you, you can't really plan or kind of feel that out yet. It, you're just met with a with a situation at, at hand, right? Um, I had kids who were very uncooperative, um, some of them being autistic as well. And, and it's just that time of the day where they're just not there, you know? Um, I always recommend not holding the kid down because they're gonna cry, they're gonna get sweaty, they're gonna have boogers coming out their nose. So I kind of let the kid do what they're gonna do. You know, let let them let the, if if they want to sit on mommy's lap, let them do what they want to do. Um, never never resist the kid. You know, like never hold them and and hold them down, like force it and and force the haircut. Um, it's just gonna be harder and just more difficult. It's gonna get you frustrated. Now, after that first visit, if you know he's a he's a problematic kid or 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 has a or or is a autistic or something of that nature. Um, my recommendation was, is, is for the mom or the parent bringing them to try to bring them on one of my slower days where opposed to devoting 30 minutes on a haircut, I'll give the kid an hour, hour and 15 if I have to, you understand? Um, so it's just with time, 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 time. And then once the kid comes to you for a while, you know, like I had kids who were terrified of getting a haircut and after maybe the fourth or fifth time, they're cool. They're cool. They're straight. They might move, and 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 um, I even had kids with uh, cerebral palsy, you know, sitting in my chair, and they're constantly trying to grab the clippers and and bite the bite stuff, you know, and and it's just it's just little by little, you know. You just gotta have patience, man. You gotta have patience. Like I, I remember allowing some kids spray me with water bottles, spray spray me with water bottles. I might play I might play games with them. I'm like, I, right. I mean, I got a bald head. You can't mess me up, so I, I let them grab the clippers and 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 just go to town on my head or my beard or something. You know, like I I just let them know that listen, you're safe. The clippers are, are good; they don't hurt. Go ahead, go ahead. You could do it. Your turn. Now Zeus and Tino, you know, you know, what I'm saying they got some good hairlines. I doubt they're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I agree with um, Jerz on that too. It's it's more about educating your clients as they come. Um, my my nephew's actually autistic as well, so um, obviously I'm the one that cuts his hair. Um, since I'm the only one that cut his hair, I'm gonna say it like that. Right. Um, so you know you're gonna come with you know uh, kids that you know are a little bit more problematic than others. Um, you know, so you just you got to take that client like Jerry says. You know, every client is different. You got to handle them a different way. So whether it be you know getting them a lollipop or you want to sit here and watch the cell phone, whatever the case might be. You know, as long as you, you, you get the job done, you know what I'm saying, and, and make it come out looking reasonable, you know what I'm saying, that's the best we can do as barbers, you know what I mean, so, you know, that's just, that's just what we do. I feel like, I feel like a lot of barbers, not, not a lot of barbers, I'm just gonna say from experience, from what I've seen, um, some barbers get frustrated easily when they're doing a kid that's moving a lot, and um, I think that what I recommend is like, just being patient, because uh, everything takes patience, I mean, everything in life, for real, so, I feel like just being patient with, you know, with the kick line and, you know, um, easing their mind, letting them know, like, hey, you're safe. You know, it's a barbershop. These are clippers. This, this is what clippers do. Um, you're going to look nice after this. You're going to get all the girls. You know, you got to hit that, you know, slip that one in there. But uh, I feel like just having patience and um, 
Uh, shout out to Nadi Sun. Um, I did cut his hair a few times. Appreciate it. And uh, yep, just 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 conversing with them and just letting them know it's gonna be okay. And you know, this is something that you, you might want to get used to. You know, because you don't want to get older and walk around looking crazy. Yeah, so. he he does ask uh, a lot of questions, so yeah, Zeus yeah. does have a uh, some patience. He's every every minute he goes, "Are we done yet?" It's one of those. So <laughs> yeah, and like I said, patience is is everything, man. I mean, like I had clients that literally would try to grab the clip around my hand. And I'm like, whoa, mm. you know, because you just you just never know, man. You know, you got to just be cautious. So I feel like when you when you have patience, it's like you're more reasonable with how you're moving, um, your tactics, how you move, how you cut. When you're doing it around the air, you, you know, you got to be extra slower, you know. So uh, I feel like that helped me a lot, you know, in the upcoming years. And um, I love cutting kids, man. So if there's anybody, any kids that need to cut, man, come see me. Devon Cuts, man, I'll take care of you. All right, man. So I've been wanted to ask this question. It's something I planned on asking when I found out Jersey was gonna bless us with his presence. So I I, I remember going to BD's back when uh Zeus and Jersey were both there, um, Brandon as well. And y'all had that dope connection and with it being such a dope barbershop, I always question like what what actually went wrong? Why why did everybody go separate ways? Why did uh, Brandon moved forward to barbershop. Why did Jerz leave to go do his own thing? Um, so I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that uh, that question. Like I said, I, I enjoy going to BD's, man. I, that was a spot. I, once a week I can go in there and, and actually vibe out, man. Football Sundays, we we talking about football. Any kind of mixtapes coming out, we're playing it over the radio and we're all enjoying it and just having dope conversations. So I could say it kind of hit me a little bit that um, that team was no longer a team and uh, – we couldn't. Enjoy, I couldn't enjoy going back in there and vibing with y'all. Um, <clears throat> I'll start off with it. Uh, so, uh, shout out to Brandon Beattie. Um, down at Beattie's Barbershop, it was I think it was me, Jers, Brandon, and Nate. I think Nate Nate might have came a little after. I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah, I remember Nate being there. Yep. But um, yeah, we we was all there. Everything was good, and um, you know how shop's supposed to be, and um, I feel like just people took different avenues. You know, um, Jers elevated, wanted to do his own little thing. So, um, you know, he did what he did. Shout out to him. But um, I feel like I feel like as a barber, I feel like it's it, it's nice to be with that team, but it's also nice to want to grow, right? And kind of get out of that situation, like you know. But obviously, not taking off from the respected owner in their barbershop. Um, I feel like eventually, though, um, goals should be like, hey, I want to get up, you know, I want to get out of here eventually and and do my own thing. You know, so um, I was there with them, and I was the youngest one there. So, you know, I, I learned a lot from uh, Jers and Brandon, just watching them and, um, you know, seeing what they did and obviously applied in my own way where it worked for me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I feel like I feel like people just took their own route and, you know, things just, you know, shop shut down. And I went to Who's Next, met Chino. Well, actually, I knew Chino before that, but uh, uh, Flock. Uh, the owner of Who's Next, I, I know him as well. Shout out to Flock uh, from Lancaster, PA. But, um, you know, I connected with Chino, and, you know, from there went, went to Who's Next, and then from there went to Next Level. So, you know, I kind of felt like that was kind of like my role. Like, I started started at BD's, and, you know, I worked my way to Next Level, and then eventually to Devon Cuts. So, I mean, it was a, it was a fun journey for me, man. Like, I, you know, I, I would not change anything about it. You know, um, it is what it is. Some up and downs in barbershops, you know. I don't want to get on the all the personal stuff about you know barbering and stuff like that. But if you know, you know. 
You know what I mean? But um, like I said, man, I just like, you know, just got up, got up out of there. Um, went to who's next, next level, and then just elevated, man. That's what I'm continuing to do. So. Well, speaking speaking from the from the owner's point of view, like I said, I was part owner for Beatty. Right. Um, to sum it all down, I was gonna um, um to and to keep it as nice as possible. Two owners and um who had different angles and different uh different visions. Um, so once that was established, as far as the vision, what he had in mind and what I had in mind. Um, it was just no longer a good fit for me, so that's that's why I um, decided to uh, uh, leave Beatties and and um, do my own thing on um, Pine and Princess at Fadeaway. Oh, and 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 how's Fadeaway doing? I know you still own Fadeaway, right? Man, yeah, I still own Fadeaway, and 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 listen, man, like you you know, like Fadeaway has a history. Um, even before me, you know, Hassan worked there, Cut Creator, you got um, Scrap, um, Elgin, Mike Nice. He bred a lot of barbers on that corner, you know. It's, it's been a barbershop for years. Um, myself, Nate, uh, uh, my wife, D, you know, there's, there's some nice hands been through there. And um, the team I got now, believe it or not, I don't know who who uh who tallies this up but i got an email um about a couple months ago saying that my shop was nom uh, was uh one best barbershop for 2022 oh. and oh. and for them to be and, and for them to be able to do that without without i mean the core of the heartbeat which is me um you know like i actually uh I actually uh, congratulated them guys. I was like, yo, you guys are doing something good. You guys are doing good. You guys um, basically won Best Barbershop. Um, like I said, I don't know where, where the hell it came from or how they figured this out, but I know I got the email stating it. Um, so for them to to have um, acknowledged my shop, and I've, I've been gone for uh, basically roughly two years, um, it's amazing. It's amazing that my shop is being taken care of back at home. Yeah, shout out to Castro, right? You got him managing. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got Castro managing. I got Spade. I got this, uh, this dude named Ant, and um, Anna just uh joined my squad. Anna, who used to be with uh, who's next and next level, and uh, she moved to Atlanta. Now she's back. She's working at the shop right now. Yeah, and I, I remember. Uh, shout out to Anna. I remember you uh, cutting my hair when Castro first came. I remember it, it being around like within his first days, um, when he was working over at Finesse Pro. So I know a little bit about him. All right, man. So uh, I guess this concludes the interview, man. I appreciate y'all ha having y'all here, um, Jers. I appreciate y'all calling in. You calling in and uh, gracing us with your presence. Good to hear from you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you for having me. Um, Chino, Zeus, I love y'all. Um, Likewise. Barbers, barber like you guys always stepping the bar up and 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 always making me uh, making me push harder. You know, you you, you guys you guys are are great barbers. Um, 
I don't know how you guys feel about me, but as far as haircutting-wise, like, you guys make me strive to be better. You guys, for me, it's a silent I'm not in competition with y'all, but it's a silent competition. If I see a dope-ass fade out your shop, I need my shit to look like yours or better. Mm-hmm. You know That's how we saying? do it, yo. It's all about progression, so, baby. You know what it is. So um, I want to thank y'all for, for um, you know, like, always just having that passion. Um, I'm sure you guys got some of my clients because I send them to you guys. If I send them to you guys, it's for a reason. Is that a respect, you know? Um, I could easily tell them to stay within the shop, but I have some I, I have some I have some good clients where like I felt like either professional wise or haircut wise, you guys are the ones to, um that, that deserve my clients. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate that, um, That was there. So uh just shout out to y'all, man, and keep doing y'all thing. And just to let y'all know, um, Pennsylvania barbers are better than Florida barbers. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that, it. <laughs> listen, that's that, I'm being I'm being straight up, bro. I could take five nasty barbers from York, and we could shut this shit down over here, bro. I'm keeping it real. Sounds like future so, plans. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't 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 um don't doubt yourself. Don't be afraid of of uh of uh of relocating your skill. It's like no other, you know. I like I said, I doubted myself. I was like, damn, I, I don't know if I could work as hard like I used to, the long nights and, and everything else, bro. Let me tell you something. I came over here, my price was thirty, thirty-five. And after seeing some work, like I said, there's some good barbers over here too. There's some nasty barbers out here too as well. But it's it's not as uh as full of nasty barbers like i mean come on there's there's some elite barbers in new york just you know in, in every shop and, and 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 you come over here like i'm basically i'm at i'm i'm, I'm at 40 to 60 dollars for a haircut man like over here and i started out at 30 35 when i first came over here and i started seeing what was going on i'm looking at you know like i'm trying to just doing my homework seeing what they're charging and looking at their haircuts and i'm like nah fuck that nope i'm better it's more, cost more. <laughs> I so, talk your shit sometimes. Yeah, so listen, bro. You, you, you got, you guys are elite, bro. You guys appreciate that, Jerry. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, bro. Simple, you, you guys are elite, and you guys, uh, true definition of true barbers. People that love your craft. There's people that cut hair, and there's barbers. We, we barbers. Thanks. That's dope. Appreciate it, Jerry. Yes, sir, man. All right, man, Zeus, Chino, I appreciate y'all coming, man, sharing y'all Thanks y'all wisdom us, with the with the world. Um, we're we're looking to grow ourselves and and become great. So it's a a blessing to have y'all a part of it and to you, come help us grow and 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 kind of get y'all y'all fans to be a part of our audience. And um, we appreciate everything, man. We're definitely appreciate all y'all coming through. Jers, good looking. You know what I mean. One thing I'm not letting y'all off the hook with, and something I want to know. I'm the best. <laughs> hey yo, <laughs> I'm the best. That's that's one of the questions, but I also want to know who the worst. Not out of y'all three, but you know, there's a lot of talks around the city. There's a lot of talks about different barbers, different places. Who the worst barber out here, man? I feel like I feel like you can't. That's not really something you can ask, man. I don't bro. know. That's it. I feel like I feel like so. Look, so no. Let me just elaborate, right? So I feel like when you say worse. To who? Who would you not recommend you know what I'm saying? your clients like, going to? No, no, no. I mean, but I'm trying to, I'm just saying like every barber has his own flavor. 
Yes. So just because you think he's the worst barber doesn't mean that he is the worst barber because uh, that nice person, yeah, yeah. that nice person might say he's the best barber. You know, so it's like I, I literally when people ask me that, you know, I'll give them a little small laugh. Yeah, that's I'm a like, good I don't, dodge. It's a good way to get out that's of the question. That's a good dodge right there. That's <laughs> a good way to get out of the question. I'm going to say it just like this, man. The, the, the barber I'm not sending nobody to, straight up, is the barber that ain't there. Let's Facts. go. So let's go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Right. Barber that ain't there ain't getting nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, look, right? Check this out. I remember losing a client to, to, uh, to a black, right? Out of all people, black. From the basement. Black from the basement. Oh, and... two-minute black. Yes. Shout out to so Black. Oh, pause, pause, pause. Hold up. Hold up. Listen to me. It has nothing to do with his skill of cutting hair. You want to know what the client said to me? What's that? He said, Jers, I could get a haircut on my lunch break and eat lunch in 30 minutes. That's a fact. He, yo, he said, yo, you're nicer, but you just take too long on your haircuts. Hey. So I lost. I lost a client over just because, uh, I guess you could say the, uh, what do you call that, uh, convenience of him able to eat lunch on his lunch break and get a haircut um, on his lunch break. So just like Zeus said, uh, worse to who and best to who, you know, like is 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 plan. It's like beauty of the beauty is within the eye of the beholder. So it's the same thing nice. with barbers. But you you know who pushing hairlines back. <laughs> you, you know who fucking people up. You know who's leaving rings around Saturn and all that shit. You know everybody <laughs> see them pictures they posting. Who's Jersey? Who? Who's Jersey? Trolling. <laughs> Yo. Know, everybody see that shit. Listen, we the barbers. We don't talk about other bar barbers, but. But you the clients who you see mm. fucking people up. Yeah. No comment. Hey. No comment. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know I'm, nothing. I'm gonna try to be swift like y'all and dodge it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah, know yeah. more barbers than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh -huh. <laughs> nah, like, man. if you like that cut, under if you like that haircut and it makes you happy, he's yep. a good barber, man. <laughs> but, I don't see no other way to look at it unless, unless you're going for something else. I don't know, but. I feel like if he Yo, can make you look good. This is something funny as hell that I did in my shop, man. Like, I had a barber who, who thought he was nice. He had about a year and a half in. So he cut someone's hair in here, and it wasn't up to par. So, like, I tried to pep talk him, like, try to build him up, right? And I said this, which is wrong. I, I realized it afterward. He was like, damn, Jers. And I, I had to think about what I said. I said, yo, don't worry about it. I was the trash barber at one point in time, too. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> you know I said that AKA well, you're trash my boy <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like I meant it in a good way I meant it like 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 Tino wasn't Chino when he started Zeus wasn't Zeus when he started You're yeah, you know giving them that motivation Yeah it was it was, it, it, it was the I guess it was bad wording You know what I'm saying bad wording <laughs> But you know what I'm saying we are we all started from somewhere. He's low-key we saying y'all were trash when y'all started. <laughs> listen, Everybody I, elevates, man. That's what pictures. it is. There's just know what it is. <laughs> Bro, listen, I got some pictures that I thought I was killing Zeus shit back then. I look at them and like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> like, damn what the fuck is this? You know, he like, sent me, shit. Yeah, he sent me one. I was like, you did that, Jers? 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, that was when Jerry's had hair too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look at it. I look at a pick that I did twenty years ago, bro. Compared to right now, and it's unbelievable. Not bro. even it's, touching it, right? No, I'll be like, who did this? Yeah, it's in my phone though, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, but back in the day, remember. Big shirts was a thing too, so it's like, yeah, what type know, of haircut changed, was in style man. back everybody, in that time? The double hairline, y'all. Double hairline. Double hairline. No, not the double hairline. The tail. The tail. <laughs> Jerry, you ain't tail. have hair in forever. You don't remember the double hairline. <laughs> man, listen, I did the double hairline on my son, too, bro. <laughs> yeah, shout out to your son, man. I, I be I, I follow him, so I'm seeing him doing great things too. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, man. Overall, like I said, man, I definitely appreciate all y'all. Much respect to everything y'all do, yet what y'all bring to the community, the the fire haircuts that y'all giving out, sending out the door. Hopefully, wish y'all much success in the future. And and again, appreciate appreciate y'all for coming through, blessing the community and showing love, helping us grow. And I hope y'all continue to grow. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank appreciate you, bro. Thank you for having us. Hey, don't having forget, us, follow Made Podcast. You heard? Made Podcast. Yes, sir. Yo, Jerry, appreciate you, my boy. Yes, sir. Love y'all. Yo, Josh, thank you for coming to visit. Yo, yeah, you already know, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course, of course. And shout out to Coots, uh, 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 Zeus, Zeus' brother. He came down to There's a lot of people from New York showing me love. I appreciate that. Yo, you already know, bro. All right, all right. Y'all see y'all. Y'all be easy.